Navarra invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalli. Today, who's got custody of Britney Spears' kids? It's an old tramp and a dump master, apparently. Oh, it's K-Fed. Phil Minge, Joy Buttress, and now the new Lord of Letters to the editor. Bungling burglars, foolhardy felons. Phil Spector will open the file, Mark Stupid Crime. Which chimps want to be people? Uh, a talkback mountain. We'll discover it. That's what friends aren't mm. for. Hmm. We find out what's chutney and what's just jam with stuff in it. The secret plan to bomb Iran. You'll find it on page 36 of your newspaper today. <laughs> the prize bucket is tipped all over our lucky listeners. And joining us in the second hour, Sully from our Brisbane office as we try and come up with new theme parks for the Gold Coast. It's about time. If you watch how Tony moves, you'd mistake him for a player pimp. He's been hit with a few shots and now he walks with a limp. I'm sick of hearing that. It's all coming up on Get This, where the action doesn't begin until the Prime Minister falls off a cliff. The Labor Party says... Oh, just for balance, Richard, could you punch Mr Rudd in the head? I will not shrink from a fight with anybody. Ah, thank you. Thank you, the Eds. Here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever time you're listening, around the globe, it is myself, Tony Martin. Oh, this is because Matt Dow's away today, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. We, we don't have our usual range of sound effects. No. What have we got? We're sort of handicapped a bit today. Okay, we've got Ed Cavalier. Hi. Oh, yeah. Is that the only one we've got? Richard Marsland. Man, do we suck. I don't mind that, though. I don't know how Matt Dow, who makes all of our sketches and sound effects on the pots and pans here at the M's, selfishly yeah, has, has had the first day off since 81. First day off ever. Unbelievable. And guess what? It's for personal reasons. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Check your contract, Matty D. Get your tats on the weekend, bro. I thought we signed him up to one of these ironclad work choices AWAs. Yeah. Death certificate's the only thing we'll accept. Uh, and even then, yeah. I need it ratified. As I understand it, we get 25 years' worth of radio production out of him. <laughs> and he gets, I think, a cheese platter, a Dean Geyer album, yeah, yeah. and a punch in the head. I think that's industry standard now. Well, I think it's a Dean Geyer... EP. I don't think you get the full album. Every every few months he gets an hour of sunlight. He does. This is nice. A little Just walk to get his vitamin D. Yeah. yeah. Back in the cell. But that happens in the middle of the night. He can't be wasting daylight hours. I think Ivan Malat's got more free time than Matty Dower these days. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here, but that gives us a chance to play uh, something from the vaults. Oh, the vaults? Yeah, the vaults. Here, get this. Okay. Because uh, we were talking yesterday about, you know, if John Howard goes... Oh. What's it going to do for comedy? It's going to leave a gaping hole mm. in comedy. And haven't we got so much value? Oh, I hope so. Out of him. Because he's one of those people who, as soon as something happens to a politician overseas, it's just instant comedy to go, imagine if that happened to John Howard. Ah, yes. <laughs> Remember when Berlusconi, Silvio Berlusconi, the man with the most orange, tightest face in politics. It's amazing. The Italian Prime Minister, was you it? You can bounce a 20 know. cent piece off his face. <laughs> well, this time, maybe bit earlier than this time last year, he made some outrageous claims that I think he was caught calling sex phone lines. Yeah, he was, polling the electorate. Oh, and yeah. then they said, well, what's that about? And he's gone, yeah, I'm just uh, finding out what the average person on a sex phone line <laughs> thinks of my policy. For two to three minutes at a time. <laughs> and we thought, what would happen if we tried that out with John Howard? So I think uh, we got John Howard to call an actual sex phone line, and this is what happened. I'm ready and waiting for your call. 
You won't be disappointed. Good. Calls charged at $2.75 per minute. What about the GST? Here we go. Hello. Hello, who's that? It's Amanda. Oh, it's not Amanda Vanstone, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm the most powerful man in Australia. Really? Tell me, what are you wearing? Oh, not all that much. Just sitting in bed. Oh, yeah. What are you doing there? What would you like me to be doing? Oh, well, I, I thought we could perhaps... In Tell me if this is a little frank. I thought we could discuss the Don's extraordinary test average. Okay. <laughs> Does that excite you? Yeah. What do you know about Don Bradman? Not all that much. You know what I'm doing? What are you doing? I'm sitting here wearing a very loose-fitting polyester jogging suit. Are you? Yes. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm relieving my own tax burden. Are you? I'm deregulating my own pants. Hello? Yeah? Was that a Ted Frank for you? Tell me what else you're doing. Oh, let's see. I'm, I'm stripping away the unfair dismissal laws. <laughs> Are you? Does that turn you on? Very much so. Is that a bird in the background? Yes, it is. Does it... Uh, Talk dirty? No, it only says hello. It's turning me on as it is. See if you can get it to say something. It only talks when it wants to. Oh, right, playing hard to get, is it? Yep. I'm the most powerful man in Australia. Are you? What do you think of my impressive IR legislation? I think they're pretty crap. Oh, that's not very erotic. I thought you'd be (laughs) turned on. I have superb oratory skills. Really? Tell you what, this will be fun. Ask me a question, any question at all. How about you give all of us more money? I can't recall. Why not? I can't recall. Okay. Are you going to go jogging later? I certainly will be. I'm not going to wear any derps. I'm just going to have the polyester pants on. And go free-balling. Really? I like free-balling. What else do you like? The Don. Occasionally I'll put on a bit of James Last. The James Last Orchestra. Hooked on swing. You know that sort of stuff? Yeah. What's that bird saying now? (laughs) Just whistling. It's kind of turning me on. Really? Yes. (laughs) How does a bird turn you on? I can't recall. (laughs) You like that answer? Yep. Oh, hang on. I'm going to have to go, I'm afraid, madam. Why? I've soiled my reputation. I think you have. (laughs) There you go. There it is. Give that sketch a round of applause, Rich. I'm sorry, that's all we've got today. During that sketch, uh, Richard wasn't looking at us and I could just hear him say, what a hopeless... Sex phone line operator. <laughs> Not one of your favourites, Rich? Well, if you're calling up with business to do. Yeah. I dare so. Oh, because you used to review them in the Adelaide Advertiser. That's true. That's true. Three what? stars. Three stars for her. Did you really? Let's try harder. <laughs> that's a good idea. All right. Yeah. More milkshake noises in a moment. I'll get this.
Oh, yes, very nice. Apples and pears. There they are, my chemical romance. Uh, teenagers, if you'd like to hear the Knees Up Cockney version of that, get this podcast 132. Mm is your chosen destination. Yes, it's Get This Around the Nation. Let's go looking for some stupid crime. Oh, for God's sake, Richard. We Sorry, must Tom. have more than one sound effect today. Um, this is what happened with Matty D. What does he think he's Just doing? abandon us for his so-called personal reasons. We're not pumpkin. You can't just abandon us. We're falling apart. I, I might have something. Oh, the old Crime Watch theme. <laughs> Requesting roadblocks at every exit. How about signing up with the chips, huh? Ah, yes, the chips. If you've never seen Chips, it was a program from the 1970s where every week uh, unsecured cardboard boxes would fall off the back of a truck (laughs) on the freeway. And it was a whole hour of entertainment would just (laughs) emerge from that chrysalis. Didn't they recently find that Eric Estrada couldn't actually ride a motorbike or didn't have a motorbike license? No license. Yeah, that's right. All that information coming out about the old TV shows. The the, the Brady Bunch a couple of weeks ago. What was that bombshell, Rich? (laughs) Well, I'm not sure if this is the time slot for it. Really? Oh, the kids aren't out of school for another hour 20. In some states, they're on holiday, but, you know, they knew what they were getting into when they signed up for that vacation. Let, Let them have it, Rich. Maureen McCormick, who played Marsha. Yeah. Well, apparently in her autobiography, she said something about maybe her and Jan. Wow. Mm. Maybe when they were older. Yeah. In the last couple of seasons. Mm. See, if... In the season. In season. Eve Plum. Amazing episode. On together. Is that what you're saying? Well, maybe just some... Mm. See, if Maddie D was here, we could play the clip of Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Wouldn't that sound erotic now? All right. Well, there you have it. Moving on, are you, Ed? Yeah, I have to. Doesn't want to hear about because when you hear about sex from the seventies, you assume it's confessions of a window cleaner style seventies yeah, nudity in a field daisy chaining. <laughs> <laughs> We're meant to be talking about stupid crime. Oh, here's one from Melbourne. Now, this one's still in the courts, allegedly. So let's tread carefully here. But uh, I'm sure people heard about a policeman accused of brandishing a fake gun yeah, during yeah. a home invasion and then a milk bar holdup. <laughs> uh, now he's claimed. He was the robbery victim. This is the interesting part. Now, I'm not saying this didn't happen, but just imagine if this did happen at your local milk bar. Bloke's gone allegedly into a milk bar Mm -hmm. with uh, surgical gloves on, a scarf wrapped around his head, carrying an imitation pistol. Okay. Uh, He's been hit in the head with a stool. Wow. By the milk bar owner. And then as he's leaving the shop, he's been arrested and he's being charged with... An attempted robbery. Mm-hmm. Fairly straightforward so far. What's his defence? He's saying, this is the bloke with the scarf around his head, the surgical gloves and the imitation pistol. Mm. He's claiming he only wanted to buy a packet of cigarettes and the shop owner had produced a firearm and demanded money from him. That's so true. That happens all the time. <laughs> Isn't that a great new <laughs> no, 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 that always happens. <laughs> the shop owner behind the counter yeah, yeah. produces a gun and says, give me all your money. <laughs> yep. What happens then? You give it to him and the owner flees the store. Yes. He asks you to lock up behind you. <laughs> I'm out of here. Can you lock up? It's a new wrinkle. It's pretty amazing. Often I'll walk into a store and the, owner, the shop owner will be like, put these gloves on. Why? He put this scarf on. Why? He have this imitation pistol. All right. Then he pulls a shotgun on me. Takes all my cash. Oh, so he's making it a fair fight. I'm just going in there for a packet of fads. Mm. Well, it's a giveaway when the shopkeeper's wearing a stocking over their face. Absolutely right. I should get out of here. Not a giveaway. It's just a G-string. That's yeah. quite alluring. The shop owner would doubtless return to the scene of the crime, though, and that's when they'd nab him. Eventually. Okay. Mm. Did we say allegedly enough there? I think so. Yeah, I think it was fairly allegedly. I mean, I'm not saying that it didn't happen. No, I know you're not, Tone. It's going to make for a great reaction. I was just going to say. That did happen. There's two roles going there, Rich. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
we're all under the alleged doona. Okay. For this segment. Uh, it is okay. cosy in here. If you've got some stupid crime, Ed. Here we go, Tone. Mm. Uh, we love the community newspapers sent to us by Nikki Hamilton's mother. Thank yes, you very, very much. Yes, very nice. Yeah, beautiful. The uh, lovely Mrs. Hamilton. Thumbs up, thumbs down is our favourite column. Oh, yeah. Thumbs down would be to the person who removed my black umbrella from the apartment block on September 9, kindly put it back. <laughs> Apparently there is nothing safe these days, not even in a retirement village. <gasps> Firstly, I think it's probably the penguin. But if it wasn't the penguin, then a surefire way to find the culprit, wait till it rains, who's dry? <laughs> you can nab him. Hey? Wow, that's some pretty serious stuff in that community newsletter. And the world's slowest getaway, a pensioner <laughs> shuffling off. <laughs> Frame 712, you can see a slight movement. <laughs> okay, what's the thumbs down, though? Oh, that was no, a thumb. that was definitely okay, thumbs it was, down, Tone. Just getting thumbs up, then. Oh, thumbs up to the Good Samaritan who helped me with my shopping and drove me home when I had a broken hand. Oh, okay. Good thumbs to know. down to Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. <laughs> thumbs up to the man who gave me his seat on the train the other day. Thumbs up to the people keeping the community swimming pool and its change rooms open. So... <laughs> That's really in here. Okay, stupid crime. I'd just like to point out we have got a fabulous prize today. Marijuana plants, hydroponic equipment, a van and a speedboat. Could all be yours. Here we get this. No, that's actually from, uh, I thought, a very sort of um, cuddly crime story on the news last night. A man, a woman and their son are being questioned by police tonight over a sophisticated drug lab uncovered in Thomastown. Oh, isn't it good to see the family business? Sticking together. The family business. (laughs) Nice. Okay, how do we, what sound do we use to wind up Crime Watch, Mr. Marslow? Nothing. You've got nothing at all. You have to do it, really. You have to go and buy a milkshake from the (laughs) (laughs) 7-Eleven. More crime in a moment. I'll get this. Thank you much. Very, we're speaking, you can form these into sentences of your own at home. I'm just chucking the words out there. It's triple M, that's what it is. This get with myself, Tony Martin, we've got Ed Cavalli, we've got Richard Marsden. We're slightly thrown today because Matty D isn't here with his pots and pans, so we've got a limited range of noises and sound effects. (laughs) Let's get back to stupid crime. Okay, (laughs) what have we got here? Oh, yeah, here's another, you know, bungling robbers, you know, I think... If you're getting into the robbery caper, mm. it should be your solid aim not to end up in a newspaper story with the word bungling mm. on the front of your name. Well, normally if you're going to go rob somewhere and the only costume that you've got is a cardboard box for your head, yeah. you're pretty uh, pretty sure you're going to make it in there, I'm afraid. Because yeah, then your enemy is anyone with scissors. Absolutely. <laughs> if you're trying to rob a store with a toucan, you're probably going to be in there. <laughs> if you're not wearing pants, you're in. A drunken German was arrested after go. he tried to rob a bank armed with a water pistol and a potato peeler. There it is. Goodness me. What sort of thinking is that? Okay, I've got this gun. Uh, what if they grab the gun? And the gun's not very believe. It's sort of um, transparent orange plastic <laughs> and there's water dripping out of it. I need some backup. Okay, hang on. Cutlery drawer. No, get that knife out of the way. I might cut myself. <laughs> Potato peeler. That'll learn him. That man can peel a bank teller in less than an hour. Right, you lot, you'll be sautéed. <laughs> I will sauté the lot of you. Watch out, I might Julianne. <laughs> be careful. This bloke, uh, 52, had a stocking over his head and uh, was yep. waving the potato peeler when he demanded the cash. <laughs> he left empty-handed after the cool-headed German bank teller told him, we've run out of money. <laughs> I mean, I guess if the guy's got a water pistol or a potato peeler, you, you take a chance on the we've run out of money story. And did he do, like, to pull, the, pull his pockets out and show that they were empty? Just to, Oh, well, fair enough. Look, moths fly. <laughs> Look, a, you... a bank, what do you expect <laughs> us to have? Cash? 
If you had a whisk, maybe I could find something. <laughs> it's just potato peel. I'm not doing it for me. But to me, see, that's not. None of that is the stupid crime part. Really? The stupid crime part is the final sentence of the story. The man still had the stocking on when he was arrested five minutes later. <laughs> oh, they'll never spot me in this crowd. What's that on your face? Oh, no. What? Ah, oh, you've got me. There's another example yeah. of stupid crime. Thank you. Oh, what's uh, Keith Richards done? He once pulled... Can't kill him. Invincible. <laughs> Absolutely invincible. He once uh, pulled a gun on Ronnie Wood. Richards was incensed that Wood was smoking purified cocaine. Oh. Without him. <laughs> I'm assuming. Not sharing. Imagine that. Keith Richards on a high horse <laughs> about drugs. About drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and guns is the answer. Oh, I'm going to use that crack pipe, are you? You peasant. <laughs> I can't read out any of his quotes. You effing B. Mm. Okay, oh, and then it's just mostly asterisks for the rest of the article. Fantastic. Actual quotes from Keith Richards. Mm. Stupid crime, always looking for it. Keith Sutherland, they say he might be going to prison. Yeah. Oh, prison. And he'll have only 10 minutes to escape. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be fine, though. Look at this photo. And This is from the New Weekly. Now, I'm thinking either this is him at the moment of arrest or what kind of thinking has led to the selection of this photo? How would you describe that picture of Keith Sutherland? <laughs> hey. uh, uh, <laughs> I would describe it as a man <laughs> with no shirt on, quite a suit round the nipples, yes. uh, with a very low-slung pair of jeans, an alluring muffin top, and yeah. a chrysanthemum poking out his old fella. He's got, yes. <laughs> what? A flower for genitals, that's he, what he's got. He's that's how you can recognise him in a crowd. <laughs> He'll be wearing a pink carnation around the old fella. I'm Kiefer Sutherland. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there it is. You'll know me by the pink chrysanthemum. Chloe, I need the schematics for my pants. <laughs> Where the flowers go. Uh, you've got stupid crime, haven't you, Mr. Marsden? I'm sure you I have. certainly do, actually. This yeah. is uh, getting up into uh, some heavy hitters, yeah. this area. Uh, four men entered Britain in the back of a truck carrying former Prime Minister Tony Blair's new official car. Oh. Uh, the men were arrested when they jumped out after the truck stopped in a police yard to deliver the car. The modified grey BMW 7 Series with bulletproof glass Bang. and reinforced doors have been ordered from Munich uh, and was being sent to Britain. Four mm. men climbed in the back. I was just trying to rekindle the relationship with the Blairs, Peter Foster was quoted as saying, <laughs> after being arrested. Got to keep an eye on that one. So now, it's got bulletproof doors and windows, but mm. not a lockable boot. And also, yeah. how does it go against a potato peeler? Like, if I get that end bit that digs out the eyes of the potato, I'm, can I get right in? You probably could. You could probably hotwire the car with a potato peeler. <laughs> Movie style. Give that a crack. I saw that uh, Bourne ultimatum. Why did on you the I can't stop doing Bourne-y as soon as you go there. But uh, he must uh, yeah, wire start a motorbike, a couple of cars. He's just constantly touching wire. He starts a car in less than one second. Oh, it's a cool in, movie. In one scene. And there's one bit where he buys a phone yeah. and then is on the phone for the next 20 minutes. But if you buy a phone, the battery's not charged. Uh-huh. Don't you have to sit there for 24 hours and charge up the battery? And is that what you said on your blog, Rich? Yeah, that's all up there. And he's taking on the most secret anti-terrorist agency in the United States. Which is? And to find out what they're up to, he just goes to the office in the building across the way, <laughs> gives out some binoculars, <laughs> and the guy's just there putting the secret files into his safe. <laughs> and he's able to read the secret files as he's putting them in the safe. Like, maybe top secret agency, maybe no windows on the office. Just think about that for an idea. <laughs> Look, everyone over it. Mice are 10 and just checking out these secret files. <laughs> why, why are we having all our meetings in one of those 
the, those glass rooms that they have at aquariums. <laughs> there are people on a conveyor belt watching us. And then Matt Damon says, Oi, I'm over here. Come and get me. So the entire agency flees the building. Oh, don't tell me. And then me. you just cut to Matt Damon in the bloke's safe. Oh, come you on. You go, how do you get in the office? Do they not have a receptionist at the CIA? <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> not a security guard, a work experience kid. And we've seen that the safe only operates with both fingerprints and voice control. How's he get around that? He just puts his thumb on it and talks and opens <laughs> <laughs> he's suddenly he's David Strathairn now, is he? Now that works. And then someone comes in and goes, how'd he get in the office? He's already gone again. <laughs> and he's wearing no disguise. Really? He's always Matt Damon, not even a false nose like in the Ocean's Eleven. No stocking? <laughs> Very odd. Dear, uh, dear. I love hearing Tony's wrap-up of movies. Sorry, sorry, I don't want to spoil it. No, but, but I did enjoy it beforehand. But, you know, get an office <laughs> without windows, I'm suggesting, if you're that secret. All right. Top secret in the safe here. No one will see that. No one will be able to read that with binoculars. It's drafty with that window open. How do you get back in the country? I don't know, Tony. He's in like Portugal or something, and then he's walking down the main street of New York. He swam. Most wanted man in the world. Hasn't even got false moustache on. Are we running way over? Time for music here and get this. We've come here and get this around the nation. That's Matchbox 20, of course oh. it is. Uh, did I mention the Nissan Navara, our fine sponsor? Oh, yeah, Tony. Yeah. Have people heard about it getting Ute of the Year? I hope so. At the pageant. <laughs> Evening gowns, swimwear, won all the sections. Yeah, absolutely yep. right. Now Stuart's recording a song, Year of the Ute. Looking is he? forward to that. Is he just? It'd be great. How would that sound? Year of the Ute. Mm-hmm. Oh, year of the was very good, and you bailed out on Ute. Yeah, you did. It's very hard to <laughs> no say. No commitment. In a song way. You know what I mean? No How can you sing the word Ute so many ways? Okay, if that's a song you're going to write, can you please get in the phrase Ample Grunt? Ah, yes. That's what 4x4 Australian... My ex-girlfriend, Ample Grunt. That's right. Uh, Try and run that with something. It's, uh, it's stri- The Navara appears to strike a hard-to-find compromise... Of supple ride mm. and responsive, enjoyable handling. Send them over to Palestine. They'll sort out those Israelis and those Palestinians. Yeah, I'm sure they want to be associated with that conflict. Get a compromise <laughs> going. <laughs> supple, Richard. Get the word mm. supple into your song. Yep. Ample so. grunt. So I've got to find rhymes for supple. Yeah. And for ample grunt. And China Hutch. It and does. China Hutch. I'm not sure why mm-hmm. the Nissan people have put a China Hutch in there, but it's the only one on the market. More power to them. Uh, what are we talking about here? Oh, Ed Cavalier's with us, of course. He's always with us here at Get This. Oh. He's not very happy. Right. He's very uh, flummoxed about his latest selection of prizes. Let him have another hissy fit uh, because he doesn't like the truth. But the truth is that in public hospitals, Uh, the buck stops with the state premiers. Uh, Yeah, okay, that's not about Ed, that's about uh, the medical system. Everyone's fighting over now. Nobody Uh, wants him. No, everyone's blaming everyone else. Abbott's going, well, it's run by the states, nothing to do with me, the health minister. Mm -mm. And then the states are going, well, it's the health department. And, you know, Abbott came out with that extraordinary claim that a vote for Labor uh, is a vote for miscarriage, apparently. Did you notice that? I didn't, I didn't oh, know. They're not, not politicising this whole thing, nah, are they? Of course, that's not no. ugly, is it? No, no, not at all. Yeah. Um, what's the shadow minister's name? Is it Roxon? Is it really? Is that what? her name? I forget her. But she's certainly Rocks getting on. out there. I think it's Roxon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now we're getting There'll somewhere. Be a song for her, I'm yeah. sure there will be. <laughs> uh, just more medical news. Um You may have heard, uh, well, bad news, I guess, a couple of days ago for James Bond fans. 80-year-old Canadian-born actress Lois Maxwell, who played M Secretary Miss Moneypenny, has died in a West Australian hospital. Yes, that was Kevin Rudd as well, according to Mr Abbott. (laughs) A vote for Labor 
is a vote for death to Miss Moneypenny. It's awful. Why is that one of their policies? How many more fictional characters will die in Australian hospitals if Kevin Rudd has let the run things? Yeah, watch out, Mr Toad. <laughs> it's coming for you. <laughs> All right, that's the medical uh, department covered. Done. <laughs> what else have we got? Oh, want to talk science, Tone? Are we, now? You want to do science? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's bite off science. Go. <laughs> Look at this. Court won't declare chimp a person. Oh, really? In, uh, in Austria, there's a chimp that's, uh, you know quite people-like, they say, and uh, they want to declare him a person. And the uh, association which is looking after him, Animal Rights, says that he's been pressing to get Pan declared a person so a guardian can be appointed to look after his interests and provide him with a home. Right. Group President Martin Such-and-Such insists that Pan is a being with interests okay, and there sh thus should be declared a person. A similar case has arisen in Australia, Tone, with <laughs> activists trying to get a chimp declared a person here. Really? He has a limited grasp of language. He is partly toilet trained and hosts Australia's best backyards. Okay. We should declare him a person. <laughs> Hang on. But surely, Give him some dignity. Scientists surely would be able to just go, that's a person. <laughs> no, that's a monkey. You can put Take him in the bow tie off him <laughs> and a cigar out of his mouth. He might be able to roll a skate, a person that does not make. And so what's he doing that's having him upgraded from monkey to person status? He has interests. He likes Brahms, mm. uh, throwing his feces. <laughs> that's very human. Fine. You know, uh, All right. He eats bananas. I don't know if we should let these monkeys in. Really? They're going to be taking our jobs. <laughs> and our women. <laughs> We had uh, a lot of trouble with monkeys here at Triple M about a year ago. I'll tell you what. In fact, we're not even supposed to talk about yeah, them. Yeah, picking music. Okay. That's science covered. That's enough. Let's get the listeners on board, please. Let's get them up here next. I'll get this. Uh, thank you very much. The Smashing Pumpkins, 1979 here at Get This Around the Nation. 1979. You weren't even born in 1979. No, not just yet, no. Yeah. What do you remember about 1979, Rich? No, I don't remember much. I was only very, you know, I was... Three years old. Three years old. What was that like? What were you wearing? <laughs> a sailor suit, I'm guessing. Yep, I was wearing... The one you're wearing today. <laughs> <laughs> Is that okay? What's your problem? A little tight. <laughs> 1979. What about you, Tom? What were you doing? Uh, I was... Uh, oh, that was the year I wagged school for two weeks to make uh, a new Batman movie. Good decision. Oh, wow, this is the one that uh, won on as uh, Richard Wilde gave you the prize. That's right, came third on New Zealand Television's amateur filmmaking competition. I think there were only three entries. Is there any tapes of this time? Ah, uh, there is a VHS somewhere. I should put that up on the website. It's a great idea. It's crap. It's rubbish. Hey, well, but it's so got a good name. It's called Batman Again, which you'd think yeah. that they would have used by now. That's not bad. It's 10 minutes of uh, low-budget Batman antics. I think mm -hmm. Batman's just wearing a pair of underpants on his head. Still does it. All narrated by me in this sort of voice here. <laughs> Commissioner Gordon, context stately Wayne Manor. It's just like that because they only had one soundtrack, yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I know, I know. And there's only one good joke in the whole movie is when they're... Don't, don't... No, oh, okay. Yeah. Don't I, burn I, it. Should put that on the yeah on, on the website. On the website. Dig yeah. that out. It's Fantastic. better than Batman, Batman and Robin. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Very true. It's easy because you had Alicia Silverstone in yours as well, didn't you, Tom? <laughs> which was weird. <laughs> I did. Very weird. <laughs> Who was the bad guy on the old Batman this morning on Foxtel? King Tut. Oh yeah. King oh, yeah. I've, I had to turn it off. So how did he? Mine was getting bended. Did he become King Tut because a flower pot fell off a ledge onto his head? Yeah. Just stay away from ledges and Get flower away pots. From the ledges, bro. <laughs> Get the, and how come? Okay, I can understand. Exactly. He gets hit in the head. Yep. Suddenly he thinks he's yeah, king. How does that beard grow beard, so quickly? The beard tone, the beard. The Brillo pad no, attached and the to eye, And the makeup. Yeah. How does a flower pot mean you've got makeup on your face? 
<laughs> Let's find out. Anyway. Oh, now I should point out, Matty D on the pots and pans. Abandoned us. Isn't here today. And his so-called personal reasons. If he, if he comes back with all his limbs, he was faking. Yeah. He's coming back with, I'm assuming he's doing something about the boob den. <laughs> People have been Trout talking. Out. He's left us a recording, though. Just hit it, Rich. <laughs> Okay. Oh. I wanted to be out of the building when that one went off. Oh, steady. Singing the tail. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. <laughs> Watch it. Watch all. Okay, today I've got written down, that's what friends are for. Oh, this is because we've got so many friends. we got so many friends. So many MySpace and Facebook yeah, friends. absolutely. People right. calling in like uh, Joel Farr, who says, please, can you put Ed Cavalier getting electrocuted up on your recent offences? It's the funniest <laughs> thing I've heard all year. You go on you, Joel. Then we've got uh, this man here. Oh, Colin Davis, that's a real name. With Daryl Summers being such a huge Geelong supporter, I wonder if when the final siren blew on Saturday, he did his famous surprise look from the Logies. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think he did. Uh, oh, someone calling himself Slim Shady Senior, mm. age 14, <laughs> says, can you put the following ringtones up on your website? Firstly... How come? And, of course... Your time is up! <laughs> Any those ways you want your phone to ring? How come? See, is that what you're talking about, Ed? Because we've got all these fantastic so many, friends. Well, sort of, Tone. Is that what it's... kind of going down the other end of the pool uh, uh, and talking about perhaps good friends yeah. when they've done good things for you or perhaps like my friends, my flatmates, who shall remain Vero nameless, this morning I, he said, oh, can I please have your keys, Ed? I, uh, I've lost my keys. Again, I said, fine. And then he left with my keys and the bike lock, so I had to walk all over the place. You know, I normally ride my bike. Oh, and right. I'm in a tracksuit, as you know, as we speak, a one-piece number. It's hot outside, Tony. It's like Burma. Sure, I was yeah. expecting the junter to come and bash me up. <laughs> the funky junter. It's not fair. So, Dion Warwick, what do you think of that? There you go. Oh, okay. That's what friends are for. I see. This is Round just, at my house. This is just last week's topic, which friends have left you high and dry with a new name and theme music, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> That facial expression says yes. Why do you hate Dion Warwick? <laughs> what is it with your friends? <laughs> They're bad people. That's how I pick them. <laughs> okay. Unreliable and dishonest, the I, two qualities I look for. Aren't you meant to be building bridges in this segment to make up for all the hate and damage you've caused last week? Yeah, flame on. <laughs> okay, Richard, have friends let you down? <clears throat> of course. Mm. Uh, when you go to parties and uh, someone is meant to be a designated driver mm-hmm. and then at about 10pm they think to hell with it... <laughs> <laughs> Let's beer up. Bang. And so you get stranded in the hills oh. until 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Not yeah. the... Okay. Yeah. There it is. It's very nice. have it. I want it on an early night, you know? Yeah. It's Not the precious. relative designated driver theory no. where they're so pissed that, well, I'm still less pissed <laughs> than them, so... <laughs> You know, yeah, the goalposts have moved, but by comparison, yeah. that's dangerous ground to be on. Very what about you, so. Tone? You're feuding with all your friends, aren't you? I am. I've been told not to talk about the Boytown DVD anymore. Uh. But some of our friends on Facebook now, I don't know which one it is because I think there's six get this Facebook pages, plus the Ed Cavalier is a spunk. Yeah, now Facebook. chock full of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> which is cool. Oh, which look. is cool. And I'm one of them has links to clips from Boytown Confidential, a oh. film that I made that caused all the trouble with me friends. <laughs> 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 
So, yes, there's there's some bootleg gear on there. Hunt around, see what you find. Oh, do I see the prize key? We don't have... We got prize music today without Matty D. What have you got? Yeah. You, hang on. Maybe if we do the diddle little diddles, we can make the prize music here, Richard. Okay. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, who likes DVDs? How William Shatner changed the world. He's holding a rock on the cover. There's a for dummies T-shirt. Oh, whatever. Okay, the Sweeney. It's on DVD. There's four DVDs. The complete third series. John Thor, Dennis Waterman, Garfield Morgan. They're all here. Shut it. Did you miss NCIS Series 3 Episode 13 Deception, which went to air on the 28th of the 8th? Uh, if you did, have a DVD of it. One of those prizes is not stolen. Give us a call. Tell us how your friends let you down. One triple three five three. Oh, look, I've just been told we'll be spiking here on the radio. I don't know what that means, radio terminology. We can't follow it here at Get This on Triple M. Uh, I'm told there's some insight mining going on in the building right now. But we're in the discovery tank here. The energy captain has his cape on as we discover that's what friends aren't for. Yes, that's right. Friends who have let you down. Who's got one, Ed? G'day, Andrew. G'day, how are you going? Oh, excellent. What happened? Well, I just moved out of home, and uh, so I had my own place, and I went out with a friend of mine, and uh, we, we got a, had a few drinks. Yeah. He met a girl oh, God. and oh. said, can I borrow the keys to your place? And I said, that's fine. <laughs> you know, just clean up afterwards. But I uh, said, just, just let me in when I come home. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. So about 2 in the morning, I roll home, a bit worse for wear, and knocking on the door and knocking on the windows, and he wouldn't open up. Mm. And my neighbours are yelling at me, saying, you know, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> whatever. So <I> thought, oh. <laughs> Something about trying to sleep in babies. I wasn't listening. <laughs> so I thought, you know, I'll, I'll dimly open the bathroom window and climb in. Yeah. And uh, about halfway through, I got stuck because I'm not a small lad. Yeah, and then I feel these legs pulling me back and got pulled under the ground and there's about half a dozen cops around me. Yeah. Oh, that's what friends are for. That's what you get for trying to get in your own house. <laughs> hey, uh, Andrew, what are you looking yeah. for? NCIS, the Sweeney, the T-shirt or William Shatner? Uh, I don't think I can go past William Shatner. Well, you Who are a can? winner. You are a winner. Who can? And so uh, still speaking to that friend? No, as you can no. Ooh. Okay. okay. All right. Well, well, it, wasn't, it wasn't that issue, though. It was something else. Oh. Okay. Well, oh. you call us back same time tomorrow. <laughs> okay. There's more in the shat in the tank. Uh, thank you, Andrew. G'day, Mark. How are you? Yeah, g'day, guys. How you going? Wow, well, we're excellent. What happened? Um, well, I'm actually the friend that let uh, a mate down. I borrowed a car to move a few boxes. That was my story. Yeah. I was too afraid to tell him that I actually was moving a three-bedroom house with a stuff, and <laughs> I borrowed his, his uh, HQ Holden and um, didn't return it for three days. And how did he respond when you got back? He was uh, pretty filthy, but I washed his car and gave him a carton of beer, and it sort of smoothed things over. Oh, so, uh, a couple of coupons for the nude car wash. That would have smoothed all that over. <laughs> all right. Hey, Fantastic. So you've gone, well, I could just get a moving van to do it in one go, but no. three days of hell with a Holden is the answer. <laughs> the HQ looks cooler. <laughs> hey, uh, pretty much it. Yeah. Mark, You've got to be careful you... when you borrow a friend's car. That's true. Sorry, what was that, mate? Oh, don't start with me, Richard. I, put some, I may have put some unleaded into my friend's van, which is diesel. <laughs> yeah. let's, not, let's, not, let's not get snooty this, about these things. This oh, the old goon doesn't go too far. Thank and you very much. What, what is the bill, actually? Oh, it's upwards of 400 at the moment, but uh, <laughs> here's hoping they can flush the line. 
All right. Um, <laughs> Mark, what are you into? The Sweeney, the T-shirt, or NCIS? NCIS. Hey. Fantastic. Yeah, Tone, we're late. As. Yep. Wow, I know we're late, as. All right. We should oh, just let one right? more through. Come uh, on, please. There's so you many. You pick, Rich. You pick. You pick. Um, okay, let's go with Michael. G'day, Michael. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? We are excellent. Uh, what happened? Um, I had a couple of friends over, mm-hmm. and at the end of the night, I had ice in my bed, and they put some chocolate paddle pops in my school bag. <laughs> That's pretty piss weird. could have gone, what, with no explosives involved here? Oh, Michael. <laughs> no, nah, but I ended up with a chocolate-favoured school bag. Of course you did. That's the point. <laughs> you got to hand it to him, though, Michael, don't you? Well, yeah, they actually financially reimbursed me. They just gave me five bucks to buy some lunch at school the next day. <laughs> Chuck it in a puddle, wash it out, and here's five bucks. Michael, yeah. that's uh, what we used to do at our school is we'd wait for the home tech class, losers, uh, to finish uh, baking a chook, and then we'd put that in their bag. How about yeah. that? Good on you. Thanks yeah. very much. Helping the community. <laughs> hey, uh, Settling old scores. Let's get this. Michael, you get both the Dummies t-shirt and the Sweeney on DVD. Thanks a lot, mate. All right, Series good to talk three. to you. Don't forget, as soon as you put the Sweeney on, what do you say? Shut, Shut it! it! as we like to do here at Get This. We're going to calm down now because in the next hour, a radio professional a pro. <laughs> from a proper show is here from up north. It's Sully. Get This. No, that wasn't funny at all. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. I want because I can if I don't because I wanna. It's the second hour, get this, you know that. By the step and the board because I'm gonna. Live around the nation in, uh, well, firstly, we've lost the Adelaide listeners. We lose them in the second hour, so, you know, feel free to go to town on them, Rich. I know you're from Adelaide. Yep, uh, so I can tell all those stories about my parents <laughs> in this hour. Right. Uh, Melbourne and Sydney on board and, of course, Brisbane, I think. I don't know why this is, Ed. It's where the maddest callers seem to come from on this show. Mm. No, it's a lot of them. Let's ask this bloke. He's from out there. It's Sully from the Brisbane Cage. Mr. Kelly, Ed. I was hoping to use my first name since I was on a different show. Oh, well, that's true. We do afford people the dignity (laughs) of their actual names on this show. No one really has a nickname. (laughs) Richard has 7,000 nicknames on the internet. Apart from that, none other. It's weird, though, because I'm a nerd. I went through all through high school just wishing, oh, I wish someone had called me Sully. And then when I got on commercial radio, as soon as they said, your name's Sully and you've got no choice, I went, oh, call me Greg. Well, you can be Greg today. <laughs> you are Greg, Greg for a day. For the next hour, you're Greg. Yep. You're Greg ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, we need to know what's going on up north. Do you think you can furnish us with the requisite information? I've been looking around. All right. Mm. Theme parks. That's what we love up in Queensland. Oh, yeah. Now... You know, they've been, they're great. Yeah. I'm not saying they're not great. Mm, yeah. But it's time for some new ones, isn't it? Well, Dreamworld's not specific enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the right brief. Yeah, Dreamworld. Exactly. Like, what was the last dream you can recall, uh, Greg? Uh, I dreamt of far, paying far too much for a hot dog. Okay, oh, that's that uh, is terrifying. A ride. Yeah. Great, actually, I've been on that ride <laughs> lots of times. <laughs> Got one of those near us. <laughs> All right, new theme parks. What's going on up north? Um, yes. And possibly an offensive cameo from the Prime Minister in this hour of Get This. Yeah, tie it off if you could. Thanks, Thirsty Merc. The hard way to get this around the nation on Triple M. It's the second hour with myself, Tony Martin. No forgiveness. <laughs>
We've got Ed Cavalier. No remorse. Pushing buttons, Richard Marsland. No mercy. And sitting in for this hour, Greg Sullivan. How come? Oh, hang on. <laughs> That's what we've got for you, Greg. I love doing I love the how come. Um, Marto from the Brisbane Cades loves the how come as well. Yeah, these are all clips from a show called Police 10-7, uh, occasionally seen. I think it's in hibernation at the moment uh, on the Crime Investigation Network, yep. and it's largely drunken blokes in New Zealand. And I'm very proud of my assault from that same guy. Oh, you want to give us that? Assault! Assault! <laughs> Let's run a comparison. Assault! Assault! You touched me, officer. Sorry. Sorry. Right. The <laughs> politest criminals and cops in the world. I, it'll take me another six months to get the, the you touched me, officer. Yeah, that's so. all right. It's all right. It's coming along it's nicely. A, it's a work in progress. Now, we've just moved time slots here, Greg, and uh, obviously this confusion. We don't like to confuse our listeners. That's not the intention no. of the program, but is there anything that perhaps people in Brisbane aren't following on this show? Um... No, I think people in Brisbane love this show. There's a lot of, you know, maybe too many references to um, Stephen Seagal. No, I won't I hear that. They should people in Brisbane love Stephen Seagal. <laughs> he was up if for there's people, for If there's people, something something that people in Brisbane love, it's a, it's a beefy man. <laughs> we are the fattest, smokingest, drinkingest state in Australia. Has that been verified, really? It, it has been uh, verified by the Australian... I know, because it's stuck in my head. I thought, that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But, uh, yeah, so I've just uh, flown uh, yeah. from wherever, from yeah. Brisbane to wherever we're broadcasting yeah, from today. Well done. Yeah. I've just realised. Everyville. Realized. Everyville. <laughs> Springfield. Yeah, Springfield. It's different. It's nice. I like it here yeah, in Springfield. Nice. So yeah. why are people stacking on and chuffing up so much up north? What's, what's bringing that oh, on? It's just because the weather's so nice. Is that what it is? I find that when you go to Perth, it's like you're just on holiday all the time. It just yeah. feels like being on holiday. I don't know. I, I just, we do love a drink. Yeah. Well, Bundaberg's so close to Brisbane, you That's see. true. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So you're just constantly thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. Really? I, you know, and you get sort of, um, I don't know, it's a kind of a ball of, uh, it's not a ball of the feet city, Brisbane. It's a mm. it's a heel of the foot city. So oh, sort of, okay. If, if you're walking along on the heels of your feet and yeah. someone says, do you want a drink, you're more likely to stop. That's very true. Because you've got less momentum. Yeah. <laughs> if you're on the balls of your feet and someone says, do you want a drink? You go, oh, I've got a meeting to get to. Don't worry about that. I've got to buy something and wear black. I <laughs> See, I lived there in the Joe Bjorki-Peterson era, and in those days, one of the main streets had a line down the middle of the footpath, and people were meant to walk on one side of the line or the other. Oh, no. And you could be arrested for jaywalking, That's I think, right. if you crossed over to the wrong side yeah. of the footpath. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's woof. <laughs> Ever since that four corners, all that's yeah. history. I, I see. I moved to Brisbane in uh, in the mid nineties. After mm. I came from the country, so Brisbane was just oh, big and exciting. Wow! So we because our friend uh, Matt Dow not here today. He's from Gympie. Yeah, he was uh, Mr. Gympie of radio. I think three <laughs> years running, broadcasting from his bedroom. Mm. What, wow! So, so where, where do you come from? I come from Dolby, which is like the Waco, Texas of Queensland. Oh, Matt Dow would love to have come yeah. from Dolby. Dolby. Yeah, there's a. <laughs> There's a, oh, as you drive into Dolby, there's lots of signs about God and like a, a phone number because he's got a mobile now. Apparently. Yeah. And uh, terrible, terrible marketing initiative because uh, yeah. 
you're not thinking about God and how cool he is on the way into Dolby. They need no. to turn those signs around. No, you, what <laughs> you're thinking about low-hiss cassettes. That's what you're thinking about. It's very appropriate that it's named after a noise reduction system because uh, <laughs> yeah. there's not a lot going on. No, actually, Dolby is booming from uh, the mines and uh, going oh, ahead. Okay. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's a... It's a great place. Ever since that town THX up the road opened. <laughs> downhill. All right, enough Dolby jokes. Uh, they need to. Th- I'm reading in the Brisbane newspapers that they need to think of a new name for Brisbane. Yeah, let's think about that next. I'll get this. That's Midnight Oil. Of course it is. Read about it. Here at Get This on Triple M. Greg Sullivan from our Brisbane office is sitting in for the whole hour. Have you heard the news, Greg? Just yes. off the wire, uh, Britney Spears has lost uh, custody of her children to KFED. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, how bad can things be <laughs> when the, the judge is looking at the tramp in the dump master, <laughs> you know, talking to himself, doing a rap single to himself from the confines yeah. of uh, dump master. Well, apparently, if he's not fit, then it's Nick Nolte who's next in line. So <laughs> great well, the they, they said she was an unfit mother. Sure, she shouldn't have worn that outfit, but... <laughs> You know, she's still she's, pretty fit. She's yeah. not a porker by no, any means. Not by any stretch. No. Not by any stretch. She's round yet firm. Oh, yeah. Hey? <laughs> okay, don't get it hey? started. She's like a roast. <laughs> Ed, Ed finds the more downhill Britney goes, the more attracted oh, he is to her. I can't get enough. <laughs> <laughs> Other news today. Um, there's been a change to the plan to bomb Iran. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just... <laughs> I just what, did you get that from? Uh, yeah, that's from page thirty-six of the Herald Sun in you got Melbourne. Got that from Jason Bourne. He read that through a window. <laughs> Shane Bourne, actually. Hey <laughs> ho, I'm a dinner jacket. So, coming, coming for you. I'm a dinner jacket. Don't forget the easy way to remember the name. I'm a dinner jacket, and I'm okay. <laughs> Work all night and asleep all day. No, so this. I'm just hoping that the Melbourne Herald Sun isn't available in Tehran. <laughs> Absolutely right. Because the cat's out of the bag here. You know, I don't know how, you know, I talked to my father-in-law and he remembers like the Korean War and World War Two, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming the difference, the real difference between olden days war and modern warfare is all the plans weren't in your local paper. <laughs> yeah, the faked up reasons were much more convincing in the old days. <laughs> certainly were. Now, what's obsessing people in Brisbane at the moment? What's the flaming issue? Uh, we're mad for tunnels. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, the traffic and uh, southerners moving to Brisbane oh, and just ruining the place, basically. Yeah. Uh, so you want them to come up, but just can you go home soon afterwards? Please? Yeah. Um, uh, our new slogan is give us your money and piss off. That's <laughs> nice. Yeah. Spend up big and go away. Mm-hmm. But listen to this. Joshua Incognito has emailed us Good. to say oh, wow. uh, from Cedar Vale. He says, uh, on the Sunday Mail, one of your papers, they're looking for a new name. Because everyone's sick of Bris Vegas, is that yeah. true? And Brisneyland. Yeah. Brisneyland. Brisneyland was fun for a while, but even that's becoming tiresome. Mm. See, we ran a lot up the flagpole on the show last year. Oh, Brisbekistan. Yeah. I heard that. I like that. I thought that was very good. Bristarctica for that's winter. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brizzledorf, Brississippi, Brizzachusetts, Brisbania, Brisbodia, Bristonia. Bris- I like I like Bris York. Bris York. What's how's that word? Bris York. Bris York. Oh, it's a hell of a town. Yeah. <laughs> People drive around in a hole in the ground. <laughs> That's much better than Bristambul or Brisnia Herzegovina, which we came up with. Brisneapolis. Brisrail. That's nice. <laughs> Brizzledorf and. What about the simplicity of Brazil? I don't know. It's not bad. I don't know. Must try hard to get this. Uh. Okay, what other sort of. How are people uh, coping with. Um, 
Lady Bly. Yeah, well, no, she's uh, she seems to be just as smooth as Peter Beatty. So, yeah, nothing for comedy there. No, no, just uh, like you, like if you do an interview with them, like you'll crack some scintillating sort of uh, satirical gag, and they'll go, <laughs> and that's all they deserve to do, really. Basically. <laughs> Laugh it off. Yeah, they do, and everyone goes, yeah, he's got a sense of humour, or she. Yeah, see, we were talking uh, yesterday about how you know people in comedy will really realise what a goldmine John Howard was when he's gone. Yeah. And I remember that when they lost Bielke. Yeah. Oh, really? Remember that? Yeah. People, I, so I only just perfected my Bielke impersonation about three years ago. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I'm a little slow on those things. But my, I'm, I'm distantly related to Jerry Connolly. Oh, okay. Who was the, uh, he was the guy who did the Bielke yeah, thing. Yeah, and, that's uh, right. And still does the Queen and all that. And, yeah. Uh, very talented man. But, uh, yeah, I, he was my inspiration for getting into comedy, actually. Sir Joe Bielke or Jerry Connolly? <laughs> but he was just a comedy machine, Sir Joe Bielke. Every time oh, he opened yeah. his mouth, oh, they're all the same, these different people. It was just, <laughs> yeah, the gems just dropped <laughs> off. <laughs> well, he was a bit like um, George W in that he was... He was funny. It was like, you know, it's like doing the funny story from the paper instead of doing the serious story yeah, when, you're right. a, when you're a comedian. It's just like, well, what am I going to add to that? I mean, <laughs> how does it get any better? Whereas yeah. you get Howard, who's slightly ludicrous, you yeah. know, completely. No, no. Still kind of clever. It, it leaves you some work to do. Yeah, yeah. But and once Sir Jabioki Peterson announced that he had one foot on the sticky paper, one foot on the slippery slope, and another one on the other side of the fence, <laughs> you didn't really have to add water. <laughs> All right, let's uh, talk about uh, something of interest to the nation. Oh, fun. Well, school holidays, people are looking for stuff to do. New theme parks. Mm. Next. I'll get this. Oh, thank you very much, Green Day and the Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Every afternoon here on Triple M, it's Get This. And Greg Sullivan from our office up north is sitting in. Uh, now, here's what we know uh, about... It, well, uh, Springfield is up north. <laughs> uh, down south from Brisbane. We've worked that out. <laughs> and, and a different thing about the uh, anonymous place where Get This broadcasts from... Yeah, the Batcave. They have... Uh, Brown cream soda here. <laughs> and in Queensland, Schweppes puts out uh, red cream soda. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure that We that can't is. handle the brown. Is that cream soda? That was just left here from the previous show. That could be <laughs> anything. Here's some of the recycled water you guys are pumping yeah. out of the taps. I saw something. I, I was in a cafe and I saw someone move chairs and a table so that they could be in the sun. Yeah. And mm. I've never seen that before. <laughs> well, I've never done that. We, so. oh, we, we three are vitamin D deficient. Yeah. Officially. Yeah. We're, uh, we're asking if we can move time slots again because the sun's getting in through the window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's interfering with my rickets. Well, yeah. I'm, well I, what I'm surprised by seeing you here in person is how large and uh, manly you. and impressive Richard is. Yeah, right. oh, which you don't get from the billboard. I had, a, I had a feeling that Ed was enormous. Yeah. But um, I had no idea that Richard was as... Well, standing uh, next to Ed, I look eunuch-like, to be frank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, hang on, you're um, saying... Cause I think Brisbane is the only centre where we're uh, allowed to be on a billboard. <laughs> yeah. And you were saying that the billboards create the impression that Marsland is a hulking he, giant. No, no, no. The billboards give the impression that uh, Richard is a 14-year-old boy. Yeah, oh. with, his, with his hands in his pocket. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Suspiciously. But, uh, but I come here and he's a fully grown adult man and I'm... Almost. Well, some would say my girlfriend <laughs> would beg to differ. <laughs> okay. Does she have you with the big lollipop and the bonnet every night, Rich? Is that how they roll at your place? What's wrong with that? Long ringlets. 
It's okay. Sickening. Come on. It's kids are out of school. That's what's wrong with that. We're looking for theme park ideas. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are too. Just quickly, which are the existing ones we like? Uh, your Dream World. Yes. Your Wet n' Wild, the finest in sure. many people's opinion. Mm. Uh, your Warner Brothers Movie World. Yeah. yeah. And uh, am I forgetting anyone? Oh, SeaWorld. SeaWorld. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, the uh, Outback Spectacular. Oh, and the Outback oh, Spectacular. Like? Uh, so I came, I grew up not far from the Outback. Well, I grew up in the country, yeah. Yeah. which is sort of near the bush. It's and, close. And once you drive through the bush, you get to the Outback. So early. you would be aware of how harsh and realistic uh, McLeod's Daughters is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Outback Spectacular had, at no point has people getting drunk, shooting and things and bashing people who look like me. <laughs> Which uh, which sort of sort of interfered slightly with the realism, but uh, I'm pretty sure this does. We don't. Does this show go to the outback anywhere? In to rage. Yeah. Um, well, rage. If you've got a computer, it can go to the outback. Sorry yes. if you're in the outback. We go to Osaka. Yes, we do. We're big at Osaka. We're a breakfast mm. show in Osaka. We're told. Uh, oh, and the Aussie World uh, on oh, the way to the Sunshine Aussie Coast in Aussie Queensland. World. Yes. Have you ever? You're driving along in Australia, and you, and you and you drive past a theme park that offers you all of the delights of Australia. Fantastic! And you turn to your friend and you go, "Struth, mate, let's go to Aussie World and right, check Cobber. it out." No worries, get me swag and we'll do it. This Australia just isn't Aussie enough for yeah. me. And Aussie World, what do you jumbucks reckon? Aussie World is like Australia, only slightly more expensive. Absolutely. All right, yeah. listeners, we want to hear your ideas for new theme parks. Anything at all? One triple three five three. Get this. Who do these people think they are? Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. <laughs> it's get this around the nation on Triple M. Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney. From Brisbane, we've got Greg Sullivan with us. We're suggesting maybe they need some new theme parks in Queensland. Who's got some ideas? Ed Cavalli. G'day, Clinton. Oh, g'day, Ed. How are you travelling? We're ex- oh, I'm excellent, bro. We're all good. Uh, what kind of theme park do we... Sorry, I'll start oh, that again. He's again. drunk. Okay. He's always drunk these Sorry, days. I'm he doesn't the... drink alcohol, but somehow pissed every I'm on day. I'm vanilla essence. Uh, what theme park <laughs> do we need, Clinton? Oh, mate, I think we should take the family down to Capiland. Oh, Capiland! <laughs> <laughs> now, what would go on there? Oh, well, just, uh, first of all, I thought, just imagine the merchandise. you got your modesty football... <laughs> The meter-made gear. <laughs> you know, you get the Merrill Bash. And what do you say when you get off the ride? <laughs> uh, thanks very much. That's good. <laughs> or you might say... All right, that's good stuff. <laughs> but you know the signs that say must be at least this high to... <laughs> yes. I don't want to even no, think no, that. That's, uh, the kids are out of school, but we know what you're thinking. <laughs> mm. uh, yes, I think we've got... Have we got Warwick Capper in a fight? <laughs> All right, that's good stuff. That's right, how everyone right. right, well, Beautiful work, Clinton. Who's next? G'day, Dave. G'day, how you going? Excellent. What theme park are we looking for? I think we could try the theme park of erectile dysfunction. Oh, the erectile dysfunction. There's the sound of it there. You're calling us from Nary Warren, I see. Yes, in Melbourne. Would that be a good location for the erectile dysfunction fun park? Oh, no, it's getting pretty built up now, though, guys. Hey. You know, yeah, pretty pretty hard to find anywhere to live. Hey, uh, tell me, Dave, what would they have at this at this theme park, do you reckon? Well, I don't know. I'm thinking, like, along the lines of you could have the, the, the Limp Willy ride, which, when you obviously inject it, this gets a bit harder. Fantastic. <laughs> well, you can actually, I've got another one you could put Go with on. that. You can actually have the, the slingshot ride, which is just basically a condom. 
Yeah. Or a bungee jumper or something like that. Just, I think that'd babe, be terrific. Good on you, Dave. You've thought, thought that through. <laughs> hey, can I just ask, Greg, up north, <laughs> do they have on Triple in Brisbane the constant erectile dysfunction ads? Yes, we do. Thank and God, because if they didn't, this show would sound very odd. Absolutely. Oh, we live just down the road from Ugly Dave Gray. He lives on the coast. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, no, he could actually pop in and do one live. Do a <laughs> Rip out a live ring. <laughs> what are you thinking from 10, 12, 1, 2 and 4 daily? Come on, kiddies. Dave's uh, got his act. I, I've, I've worked with Ugly Dave, actually. Yeah, really? Doing stand-up. Okay. He's actually very good. Did he finish any gags with, it's full of them in there? <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, look, he's a very funny man. We had him on our radio show once and he had us crying with laughter as he tried to explain the difference between celebrity squares and personality squares. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't do it. Uh, hello, who's next? Dave. Uh, hello there, Matt. How are you? Oh, sorry, Dan. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Sorry, I've lost my mind. Uh, what theme park are we looking for? I had um, straight to DVD world. Good idea. <laughs> and who would be the logo for that? Uh, it'd have to be Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal, of course Bad it would. Idea. So instead of like your Warner Brothers movie world, which celebrates, you know, great works of cinema, mm. like Police Academy, <laughs> uh, you'd have just a fun park based around films like Half Past Dead and Submerged. Yep, basically. Yeah. The Jeff Speakman. And lots of Thunderbox performances. Oh, Thunderbox yeah, every day. And, Je- and the Jeff Speakman perfect weapon ride would be amazing. <laughs> Thunderbox, uh, for new listeners, is the name of Stephen Seagal's band. Fantastic <laughs> news. <laughs> I'll just name it after an outside toilet. <laughs> they could have one of those. Uh, they could have one of those phone booths where you could go in and get photographed in the manner of Stephen Seagal, just with the light box across the eyes. Oh yes, yeah, so you and can't nothing see else. The hairline or the gut. We don't have time for one more, but let's have one anyway. G'day, Matt. How are you? Yeah, all right, guys. What uh, theme park are we looking for? A uh, decently priced food theme park that costs less than the admission price. That's a, that's a great idea. <laughs> It'll never work. So there's no rides. There's just standard fun park food at reasonable prices. I oh, know. It's hard to believe. That is beautiful. Oh, it's revolutionary. I once paid $18 for fish and chips. <laughs> oh. I did get sauce, though, so I had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are good ideas. Um, do we have time for any more? No, we're, we're, we we're don't. Done. See how things done. work. Hey, on thanks, the... everyone. That was great. That yeah. was very nice, everybody. We are probably more disciplined than uh, in our old-time slot, Greg. Yeah. We actually have to finish on time here. Yeah, no, no, that's good. Because uh, no, we're on good. Broadway. I'm glad Maddie D isn't here or we would have been singing and dancing right there. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's have some actual music. More in a moment. I'll get this. Everlasting love. That's you too. Here, get this on Triple M where occasionally the listeners will just uh, get a petition together and say, Tony, can you stop talking about that so much? Happened with Rex Hunt. It happened with the film Short Bus. Now it's happening with a film that Ed made called Meat Pie. People Thanks. are sick oh. of me banging on about it, so I'm going to give it a break. But Greg Sullivan is here <laughs> from the Brisbane Cage up north. Uh, yeah. And to make Ed feel better, have you got a similar story to tell? I have something that tops meat pie. Yeah. Uh, I I used to contribute uh, jokes to the footy show. Oh, okay. which, now, the, which one? Oh, which which bits of drag NRL? did you write? This is the uh, NRL footy show. Okay, uh, yeah. And uh, better than that. And this is the topic. Get ready for the song, Richard. <laughs> or the ads or whatever. Hey. <laughs> I used to write, I used to contribute material to Mahatma Coat. Oh, Mahatma Coat! Wow. Yeah. Now, now is it... Me no Reiki before <laughs> me no Reiki. Wow. Now, is it true? Now, I don't know if this is a true story. It could be wrong. But I developed a new respect for... Is it Greg Ritchie? Greg yes. Ritchie. Who plays it. Okay. There was, Sheffield Shield man, Greg Ritchie. Okay. There was yeah. A, remember a few years ago, there was an incident where he was drunk on a plane. Yes. I've been... I've been 
with him on a plane when he was drunk. Okay, what I heard about that that really I thought was impressive was that he was drunk in a plane, but he stayed in character as Mahatma Code <laughs> for the bad. whole time. <laughs> then that's impressive. That's method. If you're doing your character. I, I saw him fall over and break his ankle on ice skates <laughs> as Mahatma Code. And he, I'd like to say he stayed in character. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, he, he reverted completely to Greg Ritchie uh, <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as the ankle snapped. Okay, well, I don't know that that's a be Having written for Mahatma Coat, I don't know if that's quite in the standards of uh, yeah of Ed's film that I'm not going to mention. Can I anymore. can I say that not all of it got used? What got knocked back? Stuff, well, I don't obviously stuff no, that wasn't is, up to uh, standards. This is not racist enough. I think. Go back in there, add a few. <laughs> I tried hard. Yeah. Okay, uh, now we have had a few complimentary letters about you, Ed. I'm, I'm trying to find oh, them. Yeah. I know I've got them somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh no! See, but the good thing about complimentary letters to me, Tom. Normally, people say thanks, Mum, thanks, Dad. I can guarantee it's not from my family, so that's good news. Okay. <laughs> well. Okay, someone entered an art competition at school by drawing a picture of me based on our website. Not bad. That with their ball sack? Good. <laughs> they didn't paint it with the BS for the kids getting out of school. That's very good. Yeah. Uh, but look, this person here, uh, Jessica Krause, oh, doesn't want you to wear moustaches anymore on the TV, Ed. <laughs> you had a moustache the other night. I on, did. Thank God you're here. But it was yeah. a sort of a stringy. It was pencil, pencil thin. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't the rakish. <laughs> no, it was Cad. <laughs> it was straggly at the ends. <laughs> you don't go the cad if you're going to tash up. Look, I don't have the... I don't choose the moustaches tone. Yeah. I just take the facial hair I get given and I'm happy for I it. I think it, next time you re-sign, you should have a, um, a tash clause. A tash clause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't do it. I if I was being seen... I would, really? I would demand uh, moustache credibility. So do you think John Law style, I should have two guys in white coats come in with a box <laughs> and a gold moustache <laughs> placed on myself? Mm. You've got, I see, uh, you've bearded up, uh, Greg. Yes. And have you been approached to run for the Greens? Sorry, <laughs> I won't say that. But is there a lot of maintenance required in what you've got going there? Do you have a beard net at night? I I, uh, I, I love beard. Beards. I want to. I want to be. A, I want to have a. This is. This is pretty small compared to okay. how I would like it. Oh, you've got. I the, would like to have the kind of beard where people say, "Where's the Harley Davidson?" Oh, <laughs> not bad. <laughs> where, where, where are the Huskies? Why is that man wandering around without his sled team? That's the kind of beard that I would like. Can you get it to the point where you can uh, have birds nesting in it? That's really oh, when you. <laughs> I would love that. When you've got maximum beard effect, I think. Okay, we're talking beards. Yeah. I feel like we might be excluding people from the audience. Ring us if you've got a beard. No, sorry. That's tomorrow's show. Uh, we'll be back to wind things up in a moment again. This. Oh, it must be time to sign off here and get this around the nation. Greg Sullivan from up north, thank you for sitting in thank for the whole much. hour. Thanks for having me. Thanks for jetting into our cave uh, today. We've had a call, have we? Yes, uh, brown creaming soda is, is available shit. in Brisbane. <laughs> I've never seen it. And, oh, I've never seen the red. Browns, possibly, is the place to go. Thank you, Browns Plains. Very nice, Browns Plains. Of course. Uh, what can you plug, sir? I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm doing a charity gig for the Mullumbimby District uh, 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 Rural Fire Brigade. All right. Fast, the Mullumbimby RSL this Saturday. We want all of our listeners to be there. How many seconds <laughs> have we got to fill? Well, uh, oh, in that case, we've only got time for a key phrase. We're going to electrocute Kevin Rudd. Ah, all we've got time for. <laughs> Don't you say Greg, 
Thank what you. a treat. Hello to everyone on the Brisbane cage. And don't forget, tomorrow, our co-host of the Ooh, second hour is Guzzi Samson. Angus is back. Let's see if he can fit it in before the end of the show. Oh, <laughs> listen to Vara. Four beverage holders. Now it's all out in you know.